Hello. Are you there? Hello. Hey, Jess. Can you hear us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's eating? It's not me. <laughs> it's I, I just mean, no, I respect time so much that I started to eat something right when I, right when the link started. You respect our time? Oh, that was so nice of you. Really I, don't even, I don't know what to I'm eat. so sorry. I don't think there's food here. I'm, I'm done eating that. I just really, I'm starting to eat this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. It's like. Working, so I had to fix it. It's fine. It's like, I, how do I do tell, it? tell me, tell me whenever you want a podcast. When, when, I, when we do, just be aware. I'm gonna eat. It's also lunch. <laughs> the same time. I had a piece of cheese. That was my lunch. <laughs> oh, my oh man, I had Duncan. I had that Duncan. I slept in so late, and then I just got up and to get Duncan. And I was like, Good. that's what I'm going to do. And I came back with too much donuts. Too many. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. You, can, you can eat them. Yeah, I feel like time. that's not a problem. That's okay with me. It's sunny here now. Is it sunny there? Yeah. It's very windy. It, yeah. it feels like it's like the pre-storm to a storm. But like oh, the man. sky is completely clear. It's like weird. Like I keep hearing noises that makes me think it's like, oh, it must be raining outside. And then I look out and it's like bright blue. Like, what is that wind though? Hmm. I also feel like where this house is. It's like in like like a weird like valley or something because like when that last hurricane came through and we all thought it was gonna be a monster and it didn't actually do anything to like our yeah. part of Florida. It um still that same morning I like woke up and it was like so windy outside. I was like, wow, it's still like it's probably not safe to drive through and then I like drive five minutes out of my neighborhood and it's completely calm. So I feel like wherever this house is is like in like a bad like like a I'm geography that is it just bad like, or is it good? It, I think it just allows for like a lot of wind. I don't know how it's like if it's the way that the houses are, are like set up and next to each other. They, or I mean, it's like that here, but we're in a valley, and I don't think they have valleys. In that's what I mean. Like it feels like we're in a, a spot that like, allows for that to be more frequent, but I don't know how because it's Florida and everything's flat. But like you're in a time vortex. It, that's what I feel like though, because literally, yeah. like it'll be like so such terrible weather just where the house is and I get five minutes down the road and it's like nothing similar to what that is so I don't know that's my story so that's yes and no to your weather question (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to ask you another question oh are the other girls home too yes Yes. and yes and there's yes Yes. that's all you need to say about that yeah so I'm socially um, distancing myself in my bedroom with my donuts yeah. and my dramas. That's, that's, your that's, that's the choice I've made. Yeah, that's a great choice. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to be hungry. <laughs> 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 Had I known that, I would have planned better. I'm oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's, like okay. when, it's like when one of the McElroy brothers like always is like cracking a soda in the middle of like some serious. Yes. Like, Every time. Every time. I made Jesse listen to my favorite murder yesterday so about her talking about her grandma Grace. Yes. And like yes. Oh, what was she saying? You can't wear that to the palace. You can't wear that to the palace hotel. Was that is that the same one where she was saying like all no, I think that was a live episode that she was like talking about it all was the a live episode. Oh, okay, but so it was like all the sayings that she said like yeah. red 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 attract. Yellow, yellow. Yeah. She's like, I'm fine. Like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. <laughs> it's so accurate, though. It's just like, it was so good. Oh, it was so good. It's so, so good. It was so good. I really want to go outside, but like, I don't have anyone to go outside with because Harrison's allergies Me are too. Him, so we can't oh. go outside. That's what I feel like. I just want to go outside yeah. and no one's here to do that with. I know. I just want to go outside and I don't have anywhere to go. And also, I'm not positive that all the parks aren't closed. So, like, but whatever. Maybe I'll venture out and see. But I asked Stu, too. I was like, are we allowed to go to parks? And he's like, mm, I don't think so. I'm like, oh. Oh, no, man. At least here's the, the good thing. When I, when I do eventually move, I have everything picked out. And I know exactly what I need to do once I move. That's this was great. the practice run, guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right Everything's next. all True. just the practice run. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll all work out. It's all going to work out. 
That's right, Mayor. It's all going to work out. After this nonsense. <laughs> Just got to work through the nonsense. I'm sorry that I ate while you guys were trying to start. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> Can someone please come over here and take a walk oh, with man, me? Oh, man. Can someone here take a walk with me? I wish so bad. Please. We could. I'm so tired of this. It's like, if we were going to have to self-isolate, why couldn't it be three sisters self-isolating? I know, one? that would be so much better. That would be so much instantly better. <gasps> like, it would be, be like... so much better. One thousand percent. Do you know if it's safe to get a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> they, they keep saying takeout is fine. Drive-thrus and takeouts. Yeah. They, that's yeah. what the I keep saying. But, like, the people are still in there making right. it. Right. If they're right. open. Do you think it's safe for them to be doing that? I think it's supposed to be safe if you're taking responsibility for your own health, like, you know what I mean? Like if you're like the whole idea, it's not, it's not so much that I think everyone is, um, it's, it's the whole thing of the dangers that they don't want people sitting at a table and then another person sitting at a table and then another person sitting at that same table. And it's like, you didn't know the table was dirty kind of thing or like, and like in theory, if people weren't feeling well, they wouldn't go. Right. That's supposed to be the whole thing. It's like, like, I'm probably going to order a pizza. Like, I don't think it's going to be. I feel in... like I want to do that. Yeah. Because I don't want to use any of the more food that I have here. Yeah. I'd rather just order a pizza. But, yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's fine. It's, it's, you have to trust that everyone's being hyper. Uh, this is the point where you have to kind of admit that, like, your health depends on, like, also everyone else's health consciousness, which is the sucky yeah. part that everyone, no one seems to, like, understand all the way, especially spring breakers in florida yeah which is <laughs> okay i am tired of them saying that we're millennials because those people are not millennials. I, that's exactly what mom kept saying all of this past They're week like why, is it really actual millennials are they no, just no. Using that all of us people? are like have graduated college years yeah. ago and have jobs and are holed up in our houses following the recommendations right, right. And you're not on spring break right. we're not in college those are not us that's stupid gen z whatever that garbage is it's yeah. like they use the word millennial for anyone that's annoying yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> Like millennials. Like, no, <laughs> oh man, it's just so bad. That's it's how like... we should start it. We should start it right there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's start it right like there. That. Millennials, <laughs> guys. It's just—it's like it's if like we all just uncle. torture ourselves for two weeks, then we're fine. It's like yeah, so, no, that's what I, I don't get. Is it's that there is a finite suck, amount of so time boring. on this that no one seems to like. Well, it'll get so much better if you just if you just like, did what you were told. yourself a little while. Just a little bit. You just need enough toilet paper and frozen meals to get you through two weeks, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. And then right. everyone can go I, back to normal. Right. It's, but uh, and I, and like stop shopping so crazy. Right. Like they're still open. You can go like, get a normal amount. Did of you things. actually already go through all your toilet paper that you've already bought? That's what kills me. <laughs> like, I don't know. Because you know it. the people who are doing that are the ones who keep going back to do that. So it's like, are you just panic like that? You're sixteen. I know that none of the people are taking returns and I'm like who, who is that helping because I know like Publix right. and Costco and whatever they're like not taking back returns on people who bought too much toilet paper but I'm like but if you do then we'll have it maybe they're worried though like, like so if why... you have it if like it's like they're punishing them for doing that which I get they deserve that but, but... yeah but I also wonder if it's supposed to be it. like you don't know if it's contaminated kind of thing like like we're not no, we're not touching anything that anyone has also touched I don't know maybe. or or it could just be like well that's on you <laughs> Like, that's what it seems like they're doing they're like well you figure that out jerk it's like it's now like it's like now there's like this whole big like plead they're like if you bought the medical masks donate them back because like you don't need them oh, yeah yeah i heard well i didn't hurt i read it on one of our costuming pages on facebook today that they because all the shows in hollywood are shut down right now anyway oh, right nobody's working in there obviously right but every single medical procedure show, they donated all of the masks and the gowns to the actual hospitals like yesterday because they're not using them. So they have wow. boxes of real masks and gowns. Yeah. And they took them over. Oh my gosh. That's that's good though. I'm yeah. glad they had like somebody thought of that. Like, oh, we have a warehouse with this crap in it. It's just so stupid. It's very it's really stupid. So maybe we should dive into 18th century. Oh, excellent. Let's just talk about some. Let's items. just remind ourselves. Or no, listeners, to please wash your hands and stay safe. Please, listeners, wash your hands. I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but that's an important thing to do. Right. Just on a daily Any basis time. anyway. But, like, just now, just think about it a little bit more. <laughs> Maybe take a break right now. Go wash your hands. Go wash if your we hands. know if you are a millennial, you are already doing those things. Right, exactly. <laughs> keep, keep up the good work. It's, it's really safe to only be, be, like, saying. 
whatever that is, Gen Z, and like the villages are like the ones who have just like, been yeah, deciding not to have babies. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it's just majority right. wise, it seems to be lots of carelessness in the villages. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Let's dive into some Emma. Oh, my. Hey, guys, what are we going to dive into? (laughs) Hey, guys, today we're going to dive into maybe some Emma's. (laughs) Millennial. (laughs) It's like the drunk uncle version of (laughs) Millennial. That's what it makes me think of. They're just saying it because they don't know what else to to call everybody that they don't like. Exactly. They, They got that word. You know what? They don't know who it applies to, what age group. You know what's it. always great? Jane Austen. Right. <laughs> that is always great. You're so right about that, Jess. And these millennials love some so Jane probably Austen. probably do. Probably more than mm-hmm. we give them credit for. <laughs> I think so. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm going to edit that out. I just cleared my throat into a microphone. Corona. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, Mary, don't have to Oh, my gosh. Sorry about that. I, I got to check how much percentage I have on my phone. Now. Okay, we're good. We're good. <clears throat> we're good. If at any point you can't hear me and it starts fading because I didn't charge it enough, please oh, let sure. me know. <clears throat> Top notch. If you can, if you're, if I can still hear you. <laughs> For sure, sir. For sure. Also, oh it's nice to, to talk to you guys. <laughs> We had a very long hiatus. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember when the last one was. It was probably to be year, honest. like a solid year. I think it might have been because I checked the stats on it on like the app like this morning or yesterday. And it said that the last one or the most listens we have is the one about Peter oh, Pan. Oh, man. That one has like the most listens. But then like the one under that was the one we did last. And... I don't even remember what it was. Was it the Peter Pan one? Maybe it was. No. But instead it was like from a year ago. I was like, oh, "Oh." snap. (laughs) Sorry about that, folks. But we are over, with our anchor ads, we are over $6. We can officially get $2. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for all the listeners that will get us some Dunkins. Thanks for our listens and our 19 subscribers. Yes, y'all. That is a lot. They'll be real happy to get this uh, update. Yes. Episode. Because we haven't had for sure. Oh, for her, Thanks sure. For Thank there, you, listeners. Thanks for following us on the Instagram as well. <laughs> yes, please continue to do so and Stay wash your safe. hands. Don't listen to people who play millennials. <laughs> please, you deserve better um, than that. You've worked a long time at you being do. smart, and now we get to be called the millennials. Like you got all the degrees. Yes, right. Come on, right. Doing what you're trying to supposed to be doing. Oh. Come on. Right. So. <laughs> I thought Mary was going to say something. It just got cut off. <laughs> you were okay. wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, but we're all glad to be back. All right, now we are we are into 22 minutes now of not anything having <laughs> this to do with is, that's Emma. That's better than 22 minutes not doing anything in spoken quarantine by yourself. Jess, I'm not arguing this. with you. I'm just pointing out the facts. Play in the space minutes of not anything me. having to do with Emma. Speak with me. Thank you. Okay, that's right, Jess. Twenty-two minutes better than quarantine by yourself. (laughs) Okay, now you can go ahead. Okay, so today instead of talking about originally, I think we were going to do a picture of Dorian Gray. We're not going to do that today because it's a little too depressing. So we're going to do Emma by James. Excellent. And yes. we've all read this, right? Yes. yes. Have we all read this? Yeah. Okay. We Can all I know just say something, please, first? <laughs> now that we're... Just... Yes, it's really related down. to Emma. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, yes. I would just like to say how annoying it is that I got an entire English degree alongside my twin sister, and I did not need to read one Jane Austen novel once to achieve that English degree. I had to read it on my own. And weird. I'm very upset about it. Yes, the only really? time I read any Jane Austen book was I got Emma in the bargain bin that was a like a Barnes and Noble was closing down up in Orlando. Oh, I'm sorry about For this. Three... Oh, I didn't hear is. it. It was it in. Can you hear it? Okay, good. It's sorry. Good. sorry. No, sorry. that's good. I didn't even hear. It. But so I got it in the bargain bin for like three dollars, and that was the only reason I ha- I got to read it was because I didn't need it to get my degree. I just wanted to read it. 
So I, I would like to prove out that all English degrees should make sure you read Jane Austen. That's just my opinion. How about, you know what's even more infuriating? I agree. Our brother's getting a master's in creative writing and he has read like half of Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he tried to yeah. fight me on it just recently that like that's not that unusual. Oh no, that is <laughs> like... very unusual. Wait, it's not that's that awful. unusual for not pe- for people to not read Shakespeare. Yeah, not yeah. Okay. he was like he was fighting that he was fighting unusual. me on that. He was like, I I feel like a lot of people haven't read Hamlet. And I'm like, fool, you were getting a master's degree. Everybody's read, read Hamlet. Hamlet. For like, goodness just read it. Like, like, oh my god. It's actually like it's not even the hard one to read. No. Read no, but he just like, thinks like the other he thinks I'm I'm ridiculous for like believing that to be a, a, a general standard just for high school students. Right. Well much Matt, less Matt, you're ridiculous. Hey, Matt. Shout out to Go Matt. Read some Shakespeare. Out to Matt. Ridiculous. Go read some Billy Shakespeare, Matt. <laughs> do you know he you do, do you know he got like a C on an English paper one time because he constantly referred to Shakespeare <laughs> yeah. as Bill Shakespeare? Isn't that from a Will Ferrell movie? No, he genuinely did that. Down by the river. He's like, oh, man. oh we got a new Bill, Bill Shakespeare over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. He really did that in, like, ninth grade. <laughs> well, yeah. That was a bad idea. Yeah. He deserved that. that <laughs> oh, Thank you. Please, okay. please continue right. to answer. Please. Okay. <clears throat> Again. Of course I don't not. have corona. Anyway. We're gonna talk I'm gonna start I'm gonna start this Emma podcast with just some facts about it. Okay? Just some facts about yes. the publication of Emma. So okay. So it was it's from wow. December eighteen fifteen. Although the title page says eighteen sixteen, really? no one really knows why. Yeah, I don't know why. What? It was published in eighteen fifteen, but apparently all the books say 1860. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, as we already know, it's a lighthearted novel about romantic misunderstandings and social commentaries. That is the theme, or whatever they call it. That is the main reason for the book. Um, it's her fourth novel. It's published in three volumes, and it took her about a year to write it. Okay. When I read that, okay, that always seems like not that much time. But then when I think about it, like I can't write right. something for like a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, like the same thing for a year. That seems like I don't know. Maybe she didn't do it every day. When yeah. I see, like read any of these authors, they're like it took them seven months to write this or one year to write. That this. is a I'm very like, long time to be that dedicated. Yeah. That's yes for, to the same story and to right. know what's going on the whole time you know like if she did take a break and go back to it she'd have to like i don't know that just it's that always very, blows my mind it's very it's impressive to write the same book like that they got it done like i can't finish the yeah. story that they actually finished a whole story okay so anyway off that note um she submitted it to a london publisher and his name is john murray and he offered her 450 pounds oh for the copyrights of emma and oh two, two previous novels oh which were uh yeah, Sense and Sensibility and Mansfield Park. He, he was like, all right, you can have 450 Ooh. pounds for all three of those and I'll publish them. And she called Good. him a rogue and said no. <laughs> <laughs> so she kept her copyrights. She said, I'll keep my copyrights and um, you can publish it on commission if you're going to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to take right. it somewhere else. And he said, okay. So he published it on commission. She paid for her own ads and her 2000 wow. print, first print. 2000 copies. So that's those are all the she's so awesome basic i'm so glad she did that when this came out <laughs> As is she the knows world. she's worth. i know calls him a rogue if someone offers it's you just like nothing i mean like a book that you took and a like, year to write it probably wouldn't be the same if she was He's a man there's probably like 10 million reasons that he did that it's such a jerk yeah and not even just right. for the one book for three <laughs> like okay i'll take this one that you're giving me oh and i want your other right. two all three of them i'll give you 450 pounds, so she she paid to self-publish it or she did pay that she did let him do it but she she paid for her own ads and okay, i guess yeah. the printing press costs <clears throat> and then she probably paid for whatever his yeah she paid him for to wow. print it basically and so when whatever she would make Good. on the book would yeah to her and not him it's like at the end of little women yeah she has to like be talked into it yeah, yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is similar to that. They're like, no, I wrote this book. It's really hard work. Why would you I'm immediately get the, like, it. immediately you would get the copyrights, like, imme- like yeah. right off the front? And because he also knew that she had some right. success with her other ones. Like, so he knew that people were going to want to buy it. Um, but she did okay. print them anonymously 
Uh, like she did all her previous work up until then. Jeez. So her name's not even on it initially. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about um, yeah. Emma as a protagonist, shall yeah. we? Yeah. Let's talk about her. Let's get into it. Let's, let's go into it. Um, according to, I got this off of the Encyclopedia oh, yeah. That's Britannica. A good they said, yeah, they said that the introduction of the character of Emma is one of the most famous in fiction. Really? Um, it says wow. that's what it, that's what they said. They said the introduction of her is one of the most famous lines in fiction. So it says Emma Woodhouse, handsome, clever, and rich, with a comfortable home and happy disposition, seemed to unite some of the best blessings of existence, and had lived nearly twenty-one years in the world with very little to distress yeah. or vex her. That's the introduction of Emma, which yeah. I have heard several times. I know that yes, you know, it's very familiar, but I've um, only read it once, so mm-hmm. it's cool. <clears throat> Right, right, but when you hear it, you're like, "Oh yeah." I wonder why. I wonder if it was just because it was like, there's no action to it or anything. It's just like, so this is who we're dealing with. Yeah, she's she's chill. She's lived an easy life. It's like, yeah. And I think she expected Austin when she wrote the character. She said that she was writing a character that she thought nobody but herself would really like, just probably because she didn't really have many personal problems and she was rich and beautiful. And she's kind of full of it. Um, but that's not how it turned out. Everybody read it and loved it. So she was wrong about that. But I think she's almost laying it on a little thick there. Like, yeah, Emma is rich, 21, you know, like, I don't know why. I don't know why she'd want to write someone, but she was just doing it for herself is what she said. I want to write this character. I don't think many people are going to like her or, um, yeah, but it's super entertaining though. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting that she didn't know that or she didn't write she didn't we don't know if she knew for sure but like that she didn't have the foresight to think that would be entertaining she just thought i'm just gonna do this for myself like i feel like you hear that a lot where like i just really wanted to write a buddy comedy and it turned out the best thing ever like just like lighthearted. but i feel like for the most part if you're writing something that that entertains yourself it will entertain other people yeah you know like if you're enjoying doing it, it's going to come across and other so people true. are going to enjoy watching it. Right? Those are always the best ones. Or if they have, like, a lot of fun I making think. it. <laughs> like, writing it for no reason. Like, mm-hmm. but it was her own. That's, like, Which all her. The kind of what she, she did, did here. by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, in contrast with her other heroines, she's different, obviously, because she doesn't, she starts out already with all of that stuff at her disposal. Like, she's not, like, you know, Elizabeth Bennett, who has nothing. Has right. To get anything, she has everything already. She's already rich. She doesn't need to marry for status or stability. She's in a class they call the gentry class, which I had to look that up because I didn't remember what it was. But it's a British class um, of landowners that basically make all their money from mm. renters, so they don't have to work. They just inherit they just it. <laughs> yeah, she just inherits it. She's got one sister who's older. Yeah, which you guys probably remember from the book. But um, she's already married, so Emma's, like, in charge of everything, including her dad. Her dad just lets her, pretty much, rule everything. Um, so she's bored, and she starts matching, matchmaking her Because why, why not? You have nothing else to do. And that's that's what we have. That's, that's you know what, too? I story. would just, like, Emma. say, I just from what I remember, like, Pride and Prejudice starts with, like, I believe, with Mrs. Bates, like, arguing with Mr. Bates, right? About, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ms. I'm so Bennett? sorry. Miss Miss Bennett arguing with her husband about Darcy and everyone coming to town, right? I think. So that's like I feel yes. like she starts you off yes. in the action. As they I feel like always tell you to do in writing mm-hmm. classes, like to start with something interesting. In media res. <sighs> yes. <laughs> in media res. <laughs> and I feel like in the Emma it's almost the opposite. But it's like awesome. It's like, here we go. It's fancy rich yeah. girl. Boom. Yeah, and she doesn't have any problems yes. of her own, so she goes and like makes them for other yes. people. Do you think Jane Austen always included like wealth in her stories because like that was what was popular at the time, or because that was like an ideal for her? Like I'm, I'm assuming it's an ideal for everyone yeah. to have money, like and not have the struggle. Yeah. But, like literally, all of her heroes end wealthy or start yeah. extraordinarily wealthy, and it's never even just like a comfortable right. amount of wealth. It's like they are the wealthiest of their whole yeah. town. Yeah. <laughs> they have all the money yeah. well i know that she only wanted to write stories that had happy endings and like resolutions for her main characters and i think just in that time period unfortunately that is one of the things that you 
could say they had a good life from like if they ended up with money or the girl married wealthy and she was also in love like yeah those are probably the two best things that could happen right if she isn't married and also was in love with the mm-hmm. guy you know like she didn't have to pick one or the other so I think I think that's just her way of letting them have a happily ever after because if they didn't if they didn't have any money at the end of the story yes <laughs> that'd be bad right. yeah. everyone's so upset. like a, a girl in the 1800s that'd be really sad and bad for them so I think she just always wanted to make sure that was like oh and yeah. by the way they were financially secure for the rest of their happy lives. ending for sure yeah. yeah and she definitely also used it right. to point out that not everybody that's rich is good she saw that's true you yeah know, like a lot of her poorer characters are like yes. the more moral ones like and i feel like she doesn't even though she has everything you would think like maybe her mom always taught her that she always should aspire to get like money or be married or whatever or a lot of the other girls in her stories have to deal with. I feel like in Emma, it's like she has everything and she still screws everything up and is still completely wrong. <laughs> but by the end, she figured it out again. Like, you know, yes. It's good. Yeah, exactly. It's so entertaining. Right. <laughs> right. I think it's just meant to be entertaining, but also, as she always does, social comment on Fashion. how ridiculous it all is. It's still... And it's almost like a, it's just like almost a, a, a point of saying too, it's like when you have nothing, no wor- need to worry about like your livelihood or like your actual like life day to day, then like you fall upon like meddling in other people's relationships in order to get like amusement. It's like, this is literally right, like frivolous the, things like right, you shouldn't be doing. Like literally nothing else can entertain you because you're guaranteed everything you need. So like, what can you do mm-hmm. to, to make the day go by faster? It's like, oh Yeah. <laughs> Bug all my friends about how they're not like in the relationship yeah. they should be. It's like also yes. like who what gives Emma like the I never understood like that like her like her assumption that like this is a this is a a thing that she knows a lot about. Like she has yeah, this, she like, ex- like, <laughs> I, thought gonna, I thought you were gonna say what gives her the right but also that but also that I would also guess her like the confidence that this is like 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 it's not like fashion or something where like she has experience in fashion and like like I know what looks good or something or like anything other than like that she mm. actually has experience in it's like just a blatant like like well I'm interested in it so I'm gonna tell you I'm right it's just kind of like right she has no I think there's two characters that get married in the very beginning of the novel that oh, she happens to right. introduce. And because oh. of that, she's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm great at this. I should match gotcha. up everybody else. And then the other guy, Mr. Knightley, is like, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think that was more of a coincidence than the a... The Paul Rudd character. Than a, <laughs> than a justification. <laughs> no, I don't think that was a good reason to go to it to everybody point, else in the Like, I have no interest in marrying at all. Like, she says that a couple times, I think. So I think... Because she knows yeah. she's not ever going to be affected mm-hmm. by it, it all, it makes it easier for her to want to do it to other people. Like, I it I can't screw myself up. Right. But I can screw you guys. Like I can I can I can. <laughs> yes, and I mean she right. does think she's helping. She, sure. she learns no. that she's not, but she does. Think yeah, that she that's is and that's why I beginning. was really more asking that question. It's not like her like pretending to have confidence. Yes. It's like she has <laughs> genuine like like 100% belief in herself in this avenue of like right. action like that she like I know who's in this class and this class and who belongs to right like she like, from the yeah. depths of her soul believes that she knows what she's doing and I'm just like what gave you like <laughs> that that belief you, you have, have no right <laughs> um that the person that she the first one like after that that couple already gets married the person that she's trying to to set up is yeah. Harriet that like the younger girl she's like 17 and and i guess she met her yeah well okay so i'll just do a little rundown for people who aren't completely as familiar with emma as maybe we might think they are the girl um harriet is a student at a nearby like boarding school who met some other girls that were from a farm they're sisters of this farmer guy that like you know everybody visits everybody for like a month in these times so the girls, they all became friends and they invited her back home with them. And that's where she met their brother, Robert. And he's a farmer and like everyone in town loves him. He's like 24. He's like closer to her. I mean, that's still an age yeah, gap, but it's not very close. Right. 20 years. Like some of these guys are. So she's 17. He's 24. And um, they fell in love and he asked her to marry him. And um, Emma, who like met this girl during this time period too, and became friends with her told her to turn him down because she's like he's a farmer he's not going to raise your status 
like you can do better than this this is ridiculous you're a smart pretty girl so she like she turns it down because she thinks that Emma knows what she's talking about and then everybody's saying, yeah great, great job so good job Emma yeah and she wants her to marry she introduces him to the Elton guy Mr. Elton who's a jerk and basically thinks that Emma wants to be with him because she keeps talking to him so he asks Emma to marry him and she's like no and then it comes out that he just wants her mm-hmm. money he wants like her dowry she has like 30,000 pounds of a dowry or something like in that. today's <laughs> money that's <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know how much that would be probably millions yes <laughs> I don't have a better guess um and then um so Elton's a jerk and that's one of one of those examples of like the rich guy who you think is a good idea for her or whatever turns out to be a jerk like he didn't she thought he was like a perfect gentleman and would love Harriet and blah 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 and he was like oh no I just like thought you were into me and I want your money (laughs) oh no so no to you and then he goes off and marries some other lady who's like terrible but does oh yeah 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 she's like Um, isn't he isn't he the preacher in town too Elton he's like He's they call yeah I think so because they call yeah. him um I didn't know the what that was or something like that. <laughs> I had to like look and, it up <laughs> yeah the vicar yeah well but, but then I when, yeah when I looked that up they said it could be either like it's basically just like a fill-in so oh. it could be like a fill-in pastor it could be a fill-in deputy it's like an intern mm. of some sort I don't really know where that falls in um, classes but I guess it's but, higher than a farmer. Hmm. I feel like when he gets married and his wife's like all uppity, like she thought, like clearly she didn't think she was marrying down to marry Elton. So like, he's just a creep, and she's a creep. They deserve each other. Yeah, he's a creep, and she's she's a creep, and like they keep pointing out that she doesn't use. She has the worst manners of everyone for someone who's supposed to be considered a lady. She doesn't use any of like the correct terminologies for referring to anybody. You know how like the like we would be like yeah Miss Jones, Miss Jones, and whatever miss foreman miss mary like, right, like yeah. levels of she just calls everyone by their first name <sighs> like everyone and uh, she's the only character that does that so i think she um jane austen is trying to point out like right. see just That's because so you have manners right you can have class right. without having class yeah but in the end harriet does marry the farmer because after emma messes up everything she, the guy proposes to her again and Emma's like yeah Good. you should marry him he's nice so then she marries him they're the first couple to get married at the end out of three there's three couples that have happily ever after so they're the first ones and then um there's I didn't really get the point of Jane oh, and Frank. I know <laughs> I don't really understand like because they're the second couple and then the third is Emma and Knightley. Um, Mr. Knightley. <laughs> but you know what? What's his name? Thank you. I told him Mr. Knightley. Reading it the first time, I was like, I don't know why she's spending so much time on Jane Fairfax and like that whole thing, Frank Churchill. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, being so confused. And then at the end, I was like, I think yeah. the only reason really is so that she would finally like Mr. Knightley because she thought Mr. Knightley liked Jane Fairfax and was falling in love with him. And she also thought. Um, yeah, Harriet Smith was in love with Mr. Knightley. Like, so I feel like all the competition around her finally got her to realize yeah. her feelings or whatever. I guess maybe that's right. But, but she I feel got like she a done year that with to do this book. Character. <laughs> just like the one couple. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. She had it here. She, she had to write about some her other time to do it right. She wanted three couples get married. Yes. Yeah, but also, also, you know what? She's jealous of Jane, which is oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, like nothing because of her the neighbors that are really funny that lives next door, whatever. So, do you know what their relationship is? Because yeah. I never remember. The base. like they. Her neighbor, her neighbor Jane okay. is her neighbor's niece, and that's why she comes there. But I guess that family has been supporting her okay. since she was a little girl because she's an orphan. Um, so she moved like to her relatives and they put her through school and everything. So she's like super well educated. She's really talented and can sing and play the piano really well. And Emma can't do those things. So I, she's jealous of her, even though Jane is forced to like try to become a governess because mm. she does, she's not going to inherit anything. So they're like, you can either get married or you can become a governess because those are pretty much the only two options at the point for young women. <laughs> Or not? Um, Am I like crazy too, though, or or is like Jane Fairfax? Does that sound like a really like familiar name, like outside of this novel? Like I feel like, or Mm. like some combination of that. 
I don't maybe I guess I'm just remembering it from Emma but like I feel like that's like is there another maybe I just feel like it's hearing you say that made me think of like something outside of Emma like it was making me think of like isn't that another story that she was like no it does sound familiar but I can't think hmm. of we will have to look that up and ponder it I could be totally just pulling that out of out of nowhere I think that's very interesting, Mm -hmm. though, because I didn't ever, I know, I do remember her being annoyed with Jane Fairfax, but I don't think I ever really realized how jealous of her she was until you just said that. And like, I think that's another good social critique Miss Austin is making, (laughs) because it's like the the rich person is jealous of the, of the poor person, because you, right, there you go. Right, it would switch places with her in a second. Next to nothing. But then, like, the second also that she thinks she might be going out with her boyfriend, she's also like, oh, wait, no, I like it. (laughs) And she's secretly engaged to Frank. Jane is. And Frank's being stupid and flirty with everybody because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's not. Yeah, I I didn't understand that part either. Like, I can't remember. What was the, why was it a secret? Like, why was that, like. He thought that his aunt would disapprove of the match because Jane. But like, eventually they're gonna get married. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I never understand like when an engagement yeah, is top secret because it's like if you're if you're still gonna end up married, right? Like, if this is gonna happen right. at some point. That's you're so gonna true. have to tell somebody if you <laughs> intend to marry them. Like, like, what are you gonna do? Have a secret wife? Well, like, that's not gonna like that's that's right. Only works so long. So like, maybe maybe they thought that they would marry in secret, and then yeah. after that, everyone would just have to accept it. Like, well, I already did it. You can't yell at me for it. You can't prevent it from happening. Because I still feel like that turns out to be, like, something, like, from... What was the annoying sister in, um... In, uh... Prime Prejudice, the one who... Yeah, like, like they got married in shame. And it was only because of Darcy that he, like, it kind of got, like, like, socially acceptable. But, like, it was still, like, just because you run away and get married... Like, chances are it's not gonna like not come back to bite you so i feel like the end game of that is still like pretty like oh no i just it's like what's the, what's the point is. of a secret I engagement yeah i don't know i don't know if they have, unless like, they were trying to like wait out like that. the aunt to die and then be like <laughs> it maybe yeah maybe. it kind of sounds to me too like that, this have. is all problems <laughs> once again millennials or 24 year olds would do today but it's like the stakes are way higher than like you were like i feel like that's i just feel like that is like a 20 something year old problem like i'm gonna secretly date you i'm not gonna tell anybody right we're not, right. <laughs> not gonna put it on Facebook. and one day they'll just have to deal with it i'll just get married and they won't like like it sounds like a teenager problem but like in the 1800s it's like way worse for yeah. you it's like i'm gonna take it one yeah. step farther yeah, it sounds like a very yeah, thing to do. everybody so they don't even Suspect that it's going to be a just, thing. Yeah. Them off. It's a dumb kid problem and not like an adult problem that you would think would be marrying. Yeah. Yes. It's a very bad plan. <laughs> this was overall. a bad plan, guys. You didn't think it through. <laughs> and they were still doing it. <laughs> They're doing it even before. I mean, like, let's think about like let's think about Hamlet and Ophelia. Like, I was like. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sixteen sixty four. Oh my gosh. When was Shakespeare? That's the only thing I remember. Sixteen. About anything. Okay. So sixteenth century. It was still a thing that like (laughs) I'm gonna even though even we have a secret secret romance romance. that you know is gonna like the end game of is gonna be like real bad. (laughs) It's gonna be so So bad. bad. But we're teenagers and we're gonna do it anyway. And also, guys, don't have secret. <laughs> also, half half the half moral of, that of the story couple is like emo child. So like, <laughs> it's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. Just know it's not. No. If someone comes to you and says, "Hey, I want to date you, but let's do it in secret," it's never a good idea. Let's say no. No matter what time period you're in, it's just you know what would gonna... be better if you make a plan no. and meet my family. <laughs> just gonna <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> That should be your counteroffer. Let's okay, get a plan like together. But <laughs> <laughs> have a family dinner instead, <laughs> and go on a date that Summer everyone knows about. Let's do that. Post it on your Facebook and like. <laughs> I like yeah. how too. I think at one point he goes and gets mm-hmm. a haircut, Frank Churchill or something, and they like waste all that time. And he really wasn't getting a haircut. He was like going to meet his aunt or whatever. Oh, but yeah. everyone in the book had to talk about it for like a chapter. They're like, he went and got a haircut. <laughs> 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 he went all the way to London to get a haircut. Like, whatever it was. Like, 
like, is that a big right. deal like, to leave town when you're supposed to be visiting to go get a haircut? It's a really big deal. I think so. Most of the problems in yes. are very, like, common <laughs> things that are going on. And, and when I was looking up this stuff, there was something that she said about, like, I don't think it takes more than two or three yeah. families in a town with small problems. <laughs> so <laughs> she does. Uh, two or three families. I'm right about so it true. Publish it yourself. It'll be known for the rest of the, the life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about their haircut. World famous classic. That's how you do it. Yeah. Everybody could write a book yeah. if you could just write oh, well yeah. enough, so I feel true. like. Yeah, definitely. Right, exactly. Because it's not like she's writing about anything completely abnormal, other than maybe this girl is rich and an heiress in a time where she mm. probably wouldn't be. So that, yeah. that part right. is it's another unusual. But everybody's problems are not unusual. It makes me, like, really want to watch it. <laughs> so that's another thing we're going to have to watch. Yeah. I haven't seen the new one. I think it's going to be oh, released oh. because of the corona. I think you were right. Mom just said demand. when she when – she, I asked her earlier – what she was doing or whatever and she said what are you gonna podcast on I told her Emma she said did you see that they're probably gonna release the new one on on demand or something I'm like do you think we should have ever had a format to this podcast you know what I was just trying to think about it earlier because it's like like I feel like we should like (laughs) (laughs) now that we've done like 10 let's try and make make a format format of like what's the What's the? Are we just talking it? What parts we like about it? Well, are we, we talking have, about we like, having a structure? Sissy's been structuring this know. whole thing. Like I feel like. Oh, we can make it. We can make. Um, you don't like tea. <laughs> I can make a. I can make a, a. A coffee drink. I've gotten pretty solid with my cold brew game. Uh, I do, do you like, like the cold, the cold brew? brew. I enjoy the cold brew. Still not as good as a Dunkin' because sometimes like just the novelty of yeah, that's what I what you want to do exactly. That's why I went out and got it today because I was like making it all in my house this week and I was like I just want to go out and get like a latte. I just want to go get a latte. How Dunkin' makes it and it was great. There is no Dunkin'. Are you gonna get one, Jess? Are you gonna go find one? I know, but but I thought you said you were gonna drive far and find one. Mom was gonna do some gardening or something. I'm not sure, but maybe tomorrow we will. I really want to. I hope we still are going to sometime. Uh, Okay. I just don't think it's today, but maybe tomorrow. I just feel like when it comes to the franchise of Dunkin' Donuts, we could no no more place in the world more than Beaumont, California needs one. (laughs) We need one more than everybody. I told Stu that you were writing them, and he was like, to, to be there every like, day. Yeah, like, every I day. Day. <laughs> no, I said every day. You week. told me you did every day. So I just repeated what you told me. You lied about it. Well, maybe it needs to be every day, Jess. Okay, anyway, I'm back to, I'm back to Emma. Um, the yeah. last thing that I wanted to talk about Please, was the style of the book, the writing style of it. Um, yes, in the Encyclopedia Britannica again, as well as Wikipedia, and the book itself in the footnotes says that it is different than the style of her other most of her other books, but it is similar to um, I think it's Sense and Sensibility. Let me see. Yeah, in Sense and Sensibility, she started this this style where it's like she's combining first person and third person, so that she's talking in third person when she's writing the book. Um, but she's letting you see what Emma would be personally feeling about each person. But they call it, on the encyclopedia, they called it um, a subjective narrative that is called free indirect discourse. When they would be like, Emma thought she was, or he was, you know, a suitable gentleman, blah, blah, blah. She reasoned that he would be a good match for a friend. Instead of just being like, this guy was a gentleman. And, you know, it's like Emma was feeling this and that. But yeah. I feel like it's so common for us to read books like that now. I think like the Harry Potter books are like, like that. I feel like are... almost all fiction is kind of taken from that. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah. I think that we always, like, know how Harry's feeling, how Ron's feeling. Yeah, you it's know, not spoken from an eye, but any it's of them, point of view, but, but it's, it's spoken, but it's still um, omniscient in, yeah. That's weird. I didn't think it was that was, like, accredited to this <laughs> novel. Or to her. Yeah, they said she's, she started it in Sense and Sensibility, and this is the second one she wrote from that perspective. I'm yeah. assuming that um, Pride and Prejudice is not. Like, they don't really let you think what Eliza's thinking a lot of the time. 
Lizzie. It's probably I should have said Lizzie. They call her Lizzie more. Um, I was going to. Um, oh no no! In this in this, she wants she wants the reader to because um, Emma is such a ridiculous type character that probably most people cannot identify with who are reading this at the time. She wanted them to yeah. like almost still be on her side. Right, like if you're reading it from right. her perspective, it justifies and you can see it. How her how she's reasoning this makes sense to her. Like they want, yeah, they want you to still feel connected to the character and be like, "Oh, that's why we know that she's one hundred percent confident in her own skills, and it's not just doing it like for like (laughs) to be mean or something." Exactly, exactly. So apparently, yeah. So apparently, this was um, the style of this book revolutionized. uh, That's a that's a powerful novel that I did not know, according to the Encyclopedia Britannica. Right, right. For a book that you probably doesn't That's get amazing. as much recognition for things like that. Like I haven't, I didn't know that. I know it's had like tons of you know like screen adaptations and stuff. But and from I think a too, just like just like a like a female protagonist the story. That's like the main character that either falls in love or she doesn't fall in love or whatever. That's like there's so many adaptations of just that. Not not specifically of Emma like being a matchmaker or whatever or being a rich person or whatever. But like there's so many stories like that that probably mm-hmm. a lot of them are because of Emma or books yeah. like Emma like that started because of Emma. So that's it. Like she really did. She really right. she really is like the best. Right. Just in conclusion for myself that is she's Jane Austen is the best. Thank you. Yeah. I think she's made lots of standards for. Yes. Um, yeah that's true yeah like, fiction, <laughs> like the rom-com in general you know Being like happy endings i think it anything like a lot of it gets traced back to which i can always appreciate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i and i wish she was able yeah. to marry james mcavoy but it seems like she had a good life without him so oh yeah james mcavoy i forgot <laughs> <laughs> that's true i know I wish you had married James McAvoy, too. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, go watch Becoming Jane. It's great. Mr. LaFroy. Mr. LaFroy. But you know what? Oh, wait. I forgot what he said. Yes, I'm sorry. Somebody say, I'll say something. I just forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. There's something about the book. Yeah. No. Oh. Jesse's talked about it a lot to me, so I feel like I have. Really? Yeah, I've never seen Clues. Yeah, you bring it up as a surprising amount, actually. Wow, yeah, it's especially, especially around I mean, around you know the first the time you watched it, you talked about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why. <laughs> it is weird. It's a weird movie. I think I think the first time I saw it, I didn't like it, and then when I saw yes. it later, I was like, "Oh, this is based on Emma." And then <laughs> yes. I liked it a little bit more. First, there was, like, was a lot of nineties, early two thousands films based off of Jane Austen. Like, really? Yeah, I feel like there was. There was. Um, there was. Ten Things I Hate About You. There was um, what was the other one? It was some one, another oh, one yeah. based off Romeo, not Romeo and Juliet. It was oh yeah, The Taming of the Shrew. Well, that's based that on, on Shakespeare. Ten Things. No, but there was an uh, there was one that was based off of it... Pride and Prejudice. What am I thinking yeah. of? Mm-hmm. You're talking about a '90s teen movie? That yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think it through. Oh. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. <laughs> like a rom com. Pride and Prejudice. I get. I have it at the tip oh. of my tongue. I oh, feel like it, like I feel like I'm, I can oh. almost figure it out, but I can't. I might have been was a Disney movie. <laughs> was it a Disney movie or like a Disney? I thought there that. was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe mm. I am thinking about ten things I hate about you, but I thought. Hmm. Well, I feel like I can't pinpoint that one. Right. That trope is in everything. Yeah. There's only right. an arrogant guy that she doesn't like at first who ends up being, you know, like. Maybe I'm just thinking in terms of the that there was a lot of 90s, early 2000s movies be. based off of classics in general. Maybe not specifically Jane Austen, but like how 10 Things I Hate About You was um, Taming mm-hmm. of the Shrew. And like, I feel like there was like a lot of like fairy tale kind of remakes and yeah. like like cinderella with hillary duff and crap like that yeah. it was just like yeah. it was like a lot of like secret identity stuff mm-hmm. and things like that was going on mm-hmm. no no yeah. there was not an original disney channel movie in terms content, of <laughs> just doing, the in terms of the plot line it was not <laughs> it was not original so maybe that's what I'm, i could have sworn there was something about prime prejudice so no I can't think of it either. Why should be sure something like there. ridiculous I'm like sure Camp Rock? And I was like, 
you really dive down and do it. Could be. <laughs> oh, no, no. oh my gosh. It's not a high school was. musical, is it? <laughs> it all comes back to high school musical. Oh, was it's a it gem. Like, um, it, it wasn't like oh, the one with zombies in it or anything, right? Like that one, the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. You're not talking about something like that. You think it's like a. No, I think it was like a. Like how Cinderella oh, no. was supposed to be off Cinderella, and like how it was like a it was like a shot for shot from the from the original content kind of thing, not a reboot. But I get I yeah whatever. Sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to Google too. I still haven't found anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna do okay. I'm probably just mixing it up with like ten nice. things I hate about you. Then maybe I'm just thinking of the entire like John Cusack like weird teen movie films that were like way too emotional for their for their own sake yeah and like how i feel like that was kind of taking things from like um like not jane austen specific but i felt like all of a sudden there was like a weird decade of movies where like people were thinking kids had too much emotions oh oh yes okay thank you yes I knew that there was something out there. That's in the world. what it was. I was <laughs> thinking more like, yeah, like more Disney Channel, and I couldn't. Yeah, I think I got sidetracked by like the idea of it being a, te- a teen movie, but it wasn't. It was just like, but it was from that era, wasn't it? Like it was like that. Yes. Like yeah. Movies. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Please. Thank you, sis. Yeah, it's two thousand one. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Got that in my Yay. pocket. <laughs> we did it. Solve that. <laughs> that mystery. So just to say, Jane Austen's been making waves mm-hmm. since. <laughs> Forever. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Since 1816. 1815. 1815. Well, before that, because she published books. But this one, since 1815. I'm trying to think of... There's, I just remember Changing seeing like this documentary thing one time about um, Much Ado About Nothing. And about just different adaptations of it and stuff. And there was some writer on it that was mm-hmm. talking about how like nothing really happens to Beatrice. And right, and what's her... And Benedict. <laughs> but everything happens to the young couple... But, like, Beatrice Benedict? and Benedict are the ones that are messing each other up the whole time and are just really dramatic. Yeah. And it's almost, and Claudius and what's, what's a hero, yeah. nothing really, everything happens to them, but they don't really talk that much to each other. Hero. And it's, like, the, the opposite for the couples. Like, Beatrice and Benedict, nothing happens to them, but, like, they talk a lot. They, they fight yeah. a lot. Like, nothing really is going on. They're just messing each other up. They fight a lot. Yeah. To each other. And, like, I kind of thought there's something about that when you guys were talking about how nothing really... Oh, there's... You could really... <laughs> <laughs> so someone's really rip-roaring oh, across here. Like a drag race. Remember how that was like that in Parkland? Like, people would drag race yes. a lot and you could hear it at, like, at That's... 2 in the morning. <laughs> yes. That was dangerous. Yes. I'm sorry. The... Yeah, sorry, Jess. They were in much ado about how they talk about what they don't really. They talk about a lot. Have any problems? Nothing bad happens to them, but they give each other their own problems. They make problems for themselves. It's almost a little bit. I feel like that. Just that, like nothing is happening to any of these characters. Nothing like nobody's in danger of losing their lives. They're all just like secretly engaged or like having problems that they make up for themselves. But people with actual problems in it, maybe like. Um, Jane Fairfax not having any money or anything mm-hmm. like they all end up fine like they all have like like they have problems and then they don't like there's something that was making me think of that when you guys were talking about it earlier mm-hmm. I just feel like everything comes back to Shakespeare and you have to relate it back to Shakespeare when you can and thank Shakespeare oh my goodness oh yes, indeed well, I'm sure Jane Austen was well versed in the Shakespeare could not be non be? as a fellow Brit Unless you are Matthew Jones. <laughs> no. Who doesn't think it's important? Again. Who doesn't think it's important to read? Also, I remember seeing another thing, too, in another movie. About, I think Shakespeare, just in general, like, one of the things you see a million times when you're in school. But it was just, like, the point of an artist is not to be a defeatist, but to bring some type of uplifting message at the end of it. Like, even if the characters die, like, there could still be an uplifting message after that character dies, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like that is the embodiment of Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that because yes. I think that's important. And I think it gets lost in the sauce a lot of times. Yes. <sighs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I think so. It's important that art uplifts people. 
I mean, it's important to also have art that, you know, examines sad things, I suppose. But, like, that's what's important about, like, the entertainment. Well, yeah, because it's, like, that whole idea that you you can get away with, like, satire and, like, commentary on society as long as you pretend it's, like, there's a film over it, kind of. Like, the idea of, like, the king's gesture could say stuff to his face without getting, like, the freedom Mm -hmm. of speech that's even more universal, not just, like, American, but it's more universal in terms of, like, entertainment, like, theater or film or literature as a whole that you can just kind of get away with it more yeah it's like easier for people to right. accept if there's like and you can kind of, te- of that teachable moment over it oh man i got so i actually wrote a paragraph down yeah. that i was thinking i would bring up in our okay. podcast i just don't think this is the perfect podcast for it because we're talking about specifically jane austen but it was almost a verging on what you were saying there was like one of the songwriters for disney mm-hmm that wrote with Alan Menken, like, the lyrics and stuff. Like, he had died, like, a long, like, a good bit of time ago, but he actually was saying something about how animation is better for songwriting and when it comes to musicals, because, like, you, I wrote his name down, I don't have it, but, like, just in the future, we're going to have to talk about this, about, like, how it's easier to write musicals for animation because um, when you watch something on a theater, on an actual stage, you don't really believe it's happening as much as you do if you're watching a cartoon version of it. And it's easier for people to to like appreciate the music more if it's if it's easier to believe oh. in the fantastic an- animated world rather than like the stage world. Hmm. He's like, there's a real problem with like theater and like not really getting the audience to believe why they're breaking into song hmm. as more and more go- years go by. But if it's in animated form, it's easier for the audience to want to suspend oh. their disbelief on that. And he was talking a lot about that on like a documentary I was watching on YouTube about animation yeah. and music and things when I got sidetracked into that. And then it was saying something about how that's been a topic of discussion since Shakespeare, like the suspension of disbelief and like getting the audience to yeah. understand that. That you're talking to a ghost and the ghost is there kind mm-hmm. of idea. Like you have to suspend. Yes, yeah. exactly. And like every single major author yeah. has that topic in their works at some point. Like I think what I wrote down to remember was like specifically like Puck the fairy and like Shakespeare like talks to the audience as a fairy. Like everybody at some point will have something in their works like that, that are like a major, major author. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. I feel like that's just one more thing. Like Jane Austen, like telling you what exactly Emma wrote Mm -hmm. or Emma was feeling and like getting to see another perspective and like trying to like get the audience to like understand your characters better is always evolving. And it's just getting lost in the sauce right now. But that is the, that is the <laughs> thing I needed to talk about. Thank you. I really want to keep going on that once it's I'm more sure relevant come back, to though. the I'm topic. Sure come back Thank you. Yeah, that's very interesting. Thank you. Also, what is it? Do oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, we have to do that. Tell Mary what this is. What is it? Tell Mary. That's why I want to do it. I don't know what that is. I want to do it. Mary. Cyrano de Bergiac. Mary. Also, right now, Tom, not Tom, who played Tom, James McAvoy, know what that... on the West End doing the play. I don't know play, what it is. And I really wish I could see it. I did see that they were going to yeah. show it in theater sometimes, though, Jess. Okay, Mary, you do know what it is. You probably just haven't read the book, but you do know the story. It's a guy who, in, traditionally in the book, but in the movie versions, they change it all the time. But in the book, he's got a really big nose. Is this guy who's got a really big nose. I think it's a French novel. It was translated into English because I, I did not read it in French. I read it in English, but <laughs> I don't know French. And in case you didn't know that. So anyway, he falls in love with this girl named Roxanne, who most of the movies are called like Roxanne. So you probably have seen that at some point. But he's like really smart and really well spoken and intelligent and like everyone likes him. Like he's <laughs> in love with this beautiful girl named Roxanne. And he doesn't think we'll like him because he's got this big schnoz. And so there's another guy who likes Roxanne because, like, a lot of guys do. And he is stupid and he just really wants to talk to her, doesn't know what to say. And because Cyrano thinks he just did not have a shot with her, he helps his friend because that's his friend. Okay. And he helps him talk to her, like, by hiding behind a bush and, like, feeding him words and stuff. And so Roxanne falls in love with this other guy, but she thinks yeah. that's his brain, okay. not Cyrano's. But the, 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 I saw a really? clip of the one that James McAvoy oh. is playing Cyrano right now. I saw oh. a clip of his, and they did it so dramatic. Yeah. It's, like, so dramatic. Usually, I feel like they play this, this up as a comedy, really but, like, his what, is so, like, is... 
Is his nose really it's funny? Really like, dramatic, I can't really imagine. But I really want to see it because I love him so much. Is the what? Okay. He didn't have a nose. That's why I think they're doing a different take Something. on that on his. I don't know what his flaw is in the production that they're doing. But oh, oh my gosh, I just Googled movie called the, that title was James McAvoy and the image that pops up of him. He's oh, so no. intense. Like, he looks like he's a path. <laughs> like, he yeah. looks, he's so. Yes. Yes, it looks so serious, but I really want to see like what what their interpretation of it is. It's a really good. It's a really good. I also want to um, do do a mini episode because I have another kind of like spooky, spooky Grimm's fairy tale history thing that I just found out, or just kind of probably didn't figure it out. I'm sure I'm not the only Mm. one who's ever figured this out, but that's to do with um, um, the concept of of um, dancing to death that shows up in a lot of fairy tales. Yeah. Yeah. It's historical oh, context. Yeah. Oh. Perfect. Speaking. So that's a thing. Yeah. That's a mini set sure. that we can sneak in there. You know what else, too? <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thanks. Yeah. Hope your quarantine is going okay, everyone. That's pretty funny. Oh, you mean our <laughs> listeners? I think we have 1% in every country. <laughs> Yes. We three English majors. Can I say one more thing, please, Fat Emma? Yes. Thank you. There's a lot of stuff. There's a whole good scene in there at the Chris at that takes place at Christmas time, and I just really love that when things take place at Christmas time, and I think that's important. Yeah. When she's trying to get Elton to to go home with Harriet, I think, and then he ends up being in the same carriage with her. And that's, like, when she figures out that he's a jerk. But then mm-hmm. also, I really like that in, I think, that Clueless, oh, yeah. it still takes place at Christmas yeah. time. Like, I feel like a lot of adaptions still do that. That's why I think what it is. I think I remember telling Mary that. Yeah, there's a Christmas party. <laughs> I really love Christmas. <laughs> that's my contribution to that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we need Christmas. Yeah, that, that's true. We should just have an, an, an extended Christmas, Christmas season. For like five months. We need all the Hallmark movies Until to start early, Christmas. and we need like. I was, I was literally thinking yeah. lots what of Christmas. This place in October at Halloween. We can have Halloween like, too. Like, 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 not to take this lightheartedly, but like, how much creepier and scarier would that be? Oh, oh. probably. Yeah, I did. It will be. Didn't it start on Friday the 13th? The first would be Friday the If 13th. it was Disney Channel, they'd already have a movie. Not a good like, day for that. <laughs> um, Stinky's here. Just ideas keeping him busy. That's what he's been doing since he got them. <laughs> yep. He called yeah. me the other day when he was on his way to Duncan. Cowboy one. Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> That's how I felt when I saw those stairs and going. I was like, oh, hey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just want to check on you. Also, all this um, hand sanitizer and extra washing has really torn it's apart my hands. So... <laughs> hands, Mary, you That's have weird... to lotion them off. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I did. Last time hands. I was out, I got um, like some oatmeal, some oatmeal, yeah. beast avino. Yeah, for sure. So lotion. Yeah. Yes. First and foremost, Emma was a groundbreaking novel and still is to this day. And also, it's a classic that's still affecting the fiction that is created Mm -hmm. in modern times. I like this Emma quote that actually I have on my phone, if you don't mind. It's very little. True. But she says, I always deserve the best treatment because I have never put up with anything other. Mm-hmm. That's what Emma says. <laughs> I think those are excellent words That's to look excellent. at that I think our view, our listeners yes. should um, do as well. And it's a, mm-hmm. a great book to read right now Absolutely. in self-quarantine yes. if you need a book Don't accept for sure. on the best treatment. And I really, really like the PBS ver- or the BBC version that has... Mm-hmm. The Sherlock in it from elementary that was um oh, it was it used to be on Amazon Prime but I don't know if it is anymore but it was so good that was my favorite version. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, for yeah, sure. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I really. What like if kind of annoys me? I don't know. Okay, I don't really know. Better. It's the one I'm talking about, about was made in 2009, and it was on C. And Emma's played by a lady named Mola Garai, and George Knightley is Johnny Lee Miller. Just so everyone is clear, who's listening? Thank you, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. This has been really fun to talk to you all. For that recommendation. Yes, this has been great. Um, and the 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 quarantine yeah. girls say, "Wash your hands, you feel no, you feel the animals." Because we're not the quarantine girls. I know, but I'm just I'm giving you another example. I'm giving you an example. Oh, I'm not saying that us. that's what we need to do. I'm just telling you. She's just telling you what they said. No, no. <laughs> I'm telling you that the quarantine girls. I just thought she made that up right now. Oh my gosh. Saying no to it. <laughs> No. no, 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 no. I'm saying the, the medical student okay. girls say that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us, everyone. Please remember to subscribe to our just podcasting channel and um, like us on Instagram. How do you say like on Instagram? Is it just like or t- follow us on Instagram? Follow you. And remember to stay safe out there and read your favorite book now that we yeah, all have time. Follow. All right. God bless. <laughs> Everyone say God bless. Go Bears, go Cubs, God bless. <laughs> God bless. Bye. <laughs> yes, that was Thank mine. you. Okay, bye, bye guys. <laughs>